Welcome to the Friendship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Binnick, and today we're going to be talking about all things fitness, wellness, and mindset so that you can be the best version of yourself for everybody and your family and life that loves you and needs you. All right. Hello and welcome. We are live on the Friendship Show episode four. Man, we got lots of fun stuff. This is my absolute A number one favorite topic to talk about today. We are going to be going into mindset development. So this is going to be our mindset sort of, we're going to call it our mindset blueprint. And uh, this is something that I've developed over really the last like four or five years. And if you guys are a long time listener to the podcast or you guys have been around the friendship community for quite a while, let me get my everything situated here so I can look at you. Uh, if you guys have been around for a while, you guys have probably heard a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about today, but I am going to try to give some resource information as well as goals that we are trying to achieve as we kind of progress along the levels of mindset. And so, you know, for you guys who maybe aren't familiar, you guys are watching from the outside. Thank you guys very much for tuning into the friendship show today. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about this concept here, which is the friendship pyramid. Well, where are we going? There we go. All right. So the friendship pyramid. Good morning, Daniel. Great to see you today. My comments are working. So we might be able to get some dialogue today. So awesome. Um, So this is the foundation of the friendship pyramid. So the friendship pyramid is something that Grant Christman, my co-owner and myself created a few years back. And it's an extrapolation across a couple of different other types of health and fitness pyramids that you guys will see. And we put mental on the bottom for a very specific reason, because we believe that people are not able to achieve long-term success in health and fitness without improving their mental game and without being in the good mental place to achieve those goals. We're going to talk a lot about why today. And I think of uh, you know health and fitness a lot like I think about personal finance or you know just general sort of you know your your own family's financial picture in terms of health. And what we think about is if you guys are talking about an investor, you can't judge somebody's you know mental or sorry financial acuity based off of five years. Like they could win the lottery, they could come up with some incredible app and you know fall ass backwards into a hundred million dollars. But if they don't have good financial habits, we know what happens in those situations. They just piss away the $100 million and they're back to square one because they never built up the good financial habits to learn how to handle that money appropriately. And the same thing is true when it comes to health and fitness. We can't judge somebody's health and fitness. You can't have like a good three or four years in health and fitness and be like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a super fit person because like six years ago, I used to be in great shape. It is a long-term gain where you have to be sort of viewed on this 30-year spectrum and all of the choices that you make, all of the decisions that you uh, kind of accumulate create this compound effect and we're either compounding positively or we're compounding negatively. And your mental place, your decisions, your attitude, your mood, your focus, all of these things are going to play into each of the decisions for nutrition, 
for your movement, for your conditioning, for your sport, for your support, for your community, for all the different things in your life. Everything stems back to being in the good and right mental place to make the correct decisions. So that's how we view things, right? I don't care about, you know, it's just like, oh yeah, well, I've run, you know, six marathons in the last five years. I want to see how that plays out on a 20 year timeline, on a 30 year timeline. Is that what's best for you? You know, can you do your, are you going to have to get knee surgery and back surgery or hip surgery because of the damage that we've done to ourselves during that time? And if so, what led us from a mental place to be in that decision? So we're going to talk about all that stuff today. Um, and that kind of kicks us off here in our first one, which is the pyramid and why, right? And we believe that all of the things stem from that. And so I'm going to give you guys a couple examples real quick. So let's say somebody joins the gym because, you know, they get on the scale one day and the number is like a new thing. So let's say, you know, you're, you're a guy and you hit, you know, 300 pounds on the scale and just in your head, that number, like that's, that's a thing. And you're just like, oh man, all right, that's that now has a different view of myself. I start to view myself through a different lens. I start to, that affects my confidence. And if we start to come into a gym and we're not in the right mental place to do that and we're focusing on sort of that arbitrary number on the scale, well then we're gonna be coming in for an outcome rather than fixing the processes that got us there. And what we see a lot of times is when people come in under those guises, they have a lot of language that is self-depreciating or it's hard on themselves. It's a lot of, I suck at this or I'm, I'm so out of shape. And they really tend to focus so much on kind of where they are and the outcome that they're seeking to pursue rather than focusing on the process that got them there and the habits that they need to fix and becoming more of a process-oriented person. So somebody working on their mindset in that position, um, you know, they're going to take accountability. And we see this every now and again. You'll see somebody come in that goes, you know, it took me 15 years to make, there's 15 years of bad decisions accumulated that got me to this new weight. And so I know that I've got to fix all of those habits and I've got to go, you know, buckle down and do the hard work. And that hard work is just in and of itself going to have value, right? They celebrate things that are going to be more process driven. So they celebrate things like consistency. How often do I come in the gym? They celebrate things, you know, small victories with nutrition, the fact that I went out and prepped food today. And so they focus on just fixing these small habits knowing that if they are able to celebrate the fact that they are pushing off that short-term gratification for long-term gain, if they can learn to build an appreciation for that, then over time, they will naturally just, that it, it'll become a byproduct. The weight will be what they want it to be, right? You'll look the way you want to look. You'll feel the way you want to feel and you'll have confidence because you understand the process. You figured it out. Right. The thing with fitness and with finance and all stuff is like you can figure it out. Like it's not complicated. The blueprints are there. The problem is the actual actions of dedicating yourself to the habitual process of that. It's hard because it's time and time again, choice after choice, decision after decision of making the decision that is what's best for you in the long term and then being patient with time. And so 
these are all reasons why mindset are just super important. And so hopefully I don't have to talk about that too much. If you guys aren't at a place where you're open minded to even being able to, you know, think about working on your mindset or, you know, you're maybe closed minded to, yeah, it's just a bunch of like foofy stuff and blah, blah, blah. And like people who do that, like, that's just weird. Like, I'm not into that. Why, why are people so motivated to work on themselves? Like if you guys are in that boat yet, that's fine. Absolutely. I highly recommend tuning out and just continuing to go through, you know, those, you know, the days, lives and the months and everything will pass quickly. At a certain point, my assumption, at least in my experience, is going to be that you will wake up one day and have this moment where you wonder like, is there more? Like, what else is there? What am I doing? Like, you're going to have sort of these midlife crisis moments where you wake up and you're just like, you're not super dialed in. You're not super happy. You're in these positions where you don't know what you're doing because you haven't sat down and thought about the process of how you can be a consistently happy individual, how you can be surrounded by consistently happy other people, how you can not have to worry about health, fitness, finance, any of these things that really plague people mentally, and you haven't sat down and created your own system yet. And then that'll be the time where hopefully you build and gain that motivation to do that. Okay. So our goal for today is to think about how we're going to cut through sort of the guides and the blueprints and all this stuff. And we're going to work on A today, which is gathering data. And so the first step in working on your own mindset is starting to gather data from resources, people in your life who are influential, who you aspire to be more like, or this might even be something like, you know, I, I see these, um, you know, I see like Warren Buffett, let's just take it. We're just going to stay with the finance realm. You know, he is an aspirational figure to a lot of people. So I'm just going to study what are the things that he does that, you know, maybe I want to aspire more to. And you're just going to gather data on what is his morning routine? What are things that he does every day? What are decisions that he makes every day that are things that I want to emulate? And you're going to gather data from all these different resources, different walks of life. You're going to look at elite level athletes, elite level intelligence, elite level entrepreneurs, business people, um, you know, elite level people in your field who are, you know, leading the way, coming up with new things, creatives, right? All of this stuff. So that's who you're going to sort of gather data from. And that's all input. And from there, then what we need to think about is what of that data is something that I can commit to, something that I want to commit to, that I have a passion to commit to. And what of that is stuff that I just know I'm not going to do, right? And so if you guys, let's say you're saying, I want to be in an elite physical fitness shape, and you start to gather data. And so you look at, you know, all of the top athletes in whatever your field is, whether it be marathoners or powerlifting or whatever. And you start seeing that. Let's just take powerlifting. You start seeing that a lot of powerlifters take steroids and you think in your head, OK, that's where I draw the line. I'm not going to do that. I am willing to put in the work. I am willing to eat really healthy. I am willing to do these things, but I'm not going to partake in that particular thing because it doesn't fit with my ethics. Okay. And so you're going to then work on creating your own plan for your own sort of personal and mental development, creating your own systems. And then the last step for us is going to be sharing it with others, right? Because when you teach, you are going to number one, have better retention of information when you teach other people. Secondly, it's going to build consistency because people will start to look up to you and will start to hold you to a higher standard. And when that happens, then you're really dialed in and you're, you're probably are working on a 
pretty solid process. It also holds your feet to the fire a little bit. Okay. So that's sort of our, our you know, why for, for some of our mindset stuff that we're going to go into today. Now for beginners, okay, if you guys are new to this, if you guys are, let's say you guys are new to a friendship gym or let's say you guys are watching this and you guys are just starting to make decisions where you're like, you know what? I think I'm interested in getting in better shape. I want to be, you know, a happy, healthy person. I want to not worry about my own health. You know, maybe I was really scared of COVID because, you know, I'm, I've got chronic diseases or my family has a lot of chronic diseases and that was scary to me. And I don't want to have to you know, deal with that for the next 20 or 30 years. And when the next pandemic comes and maybe it's worse, I don't want to have to be in that same situation. I want to be somebody who's, you know, really healthy and very confident in that. And if you guys are in this beginning stage, that is awesome. You have the world to gain from this. And I cannot recommend enough, you know, surrounding yourself with people who are doing these things habitually. And so from a beginner perspective, our goals are really to first start talking about reducing our negative self-talk, reducing and really maybe even just reframing the way that we think about ourselves. And I think this is sort of a two prong thing that we need to attack with people, but we need to be listening to more people and kind of filling our head, for lack of a better way to put it, with things that are more positive in nature, where we start to communicate about ourselves and the things that we're working on honestly, with integrity, openly, and you know, trans- be transparent and be authentic and be proud of who you are. And I think some of that stuff, like it, it's incredible when people come into our gym and you meet them day one. And they know that they've got a lot of work to do and they might be intimidated by the gym. But when they come to you with this just raw authenticity and they're honest and they open themselves up and they, you know, just are vulnerable, but, you know, willing to talk about things, you're just like, you're going to do so well here. Like that, your mindset is so good. Like, I love where you're at. And I really see that you have sort of this unlimited ceiling of potential. But if we're in that boat where we're sort of blocked off and we're not willing and open to talk about, you know, our lifestyle stuff that we've maybe been doing wrong or the things, you know, we're not open minded to just having somebody maybe instruct or give opinions or, um, you know, offer help. If we're not there yet, uh, that's fine. But we this is your goal as a beginner is to start working on sort of that that internal self-talk, how you think about yourself, how you talk about yourself to other people. How openly can you you know tell somebody about your insecurities? Securities and the things that really bother you, right? And like I was just telling today, um, so I'm getting my car detailed by Tat, Pat Striker Auto. Don't you know? Shout out small business representation, and um, and so I gave my car to him. But I was super self conscious because I typically will bite my fingernails, and when I bite my fingernails, sometimes I throw them just you know underneath my seat in the car, and that's one of those things. It's like so I was super self conscious about that. So before I gave my car to Pat, I like go in and gave it a little vacuum to get up all of my little fingernails because that's a little thing with me and it's like okay but I'm open and honest and I will share that with you and if you guys know Maria my wife she is even on a, a far deeper scale than me open honest and
and nobody in the world has ever met Maria and said that she is not the most authentically beautiful person. She's just, she's going to tell you she's going to have, she sort of has like diarrhea of the mouth, but she's so authentic and it's so lovable to be around. And that's something that she's rubbed up off on me about is just sharing your vulnerabilities, sharing the stuff that you're afraid to share with other people and being okay with the fact that people will still love you, even though you've got these little weird things about you. Right. And if those weird things are like negative, healthy habits, then, you know, it's good to know that stuff and be able to talk about it openly so that we can start to create and build positive change. The second is to convert to a process focus. And this is really, really, really hard. Our society fights against you with this tooth and nail. Every advertisement you see, every little language is take the pill, get the fix. Take the pill, get the fix. Do this, get rich quick, get rich now. Do this now, blah, 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 blah. Everybody is fighting constantly against this grip of the quick gratification. And we have to release ourselves from that. You have to be able to spot that and call bullshit quickly and move on. If somebody's selling you a quick fix, if somebody is is telling you you're gonna you know lose this weight in this amount of days and these things, like we can do that. So this is the thing. So here's here's how we operate as a gym is we might do something to kind of get you in the door. So we might do like a sale to say, hey, listen, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do this for 60 days. But when we sit down and talk to you about the 60 days, we're going to try to get you to work on your nutritional habits, your mental game for the long run, and we're gonna teach you the way to exercise appropriately so that over the next 50 years, you're going to know how to squat properly. You're going to know how to lunge properly. You're going to know what a healthy day of eating looks like. You're going to know what protein, fats, and carbs are. You know how many protein, fats, and carbs you should be having. You're going to start to work and understand a little bit and have a small introduction on how you can slowly start to work on improving your mindset, being a happier and healthier person. And even though the initial thought was like 60 days, right? Well, it's the 60 days of like this sort of, um, you know, big like push, um, almost like a, you know, um, an educational opportunity in 60 days to sort of start the ball rolling. And then what we want to see is at the end of 60 days, were you able to make a meaningful change in any of those areas? And if so, that's fantastic. But if you get people that are like, hey, listen, we're going to do these workouts. We're going to eat this crash diet. We're going to lose 20 pounds in 20 days. And there's nothing beyond that. There's no purpose beyond that. They're just lying to you and they're not actually there to help you. And this is the thing that's so scary is this is across all healthcare is there's so many and, and doctors, there's great doctors out there. There's terrible doctors out there, but they are set behind the eight ball because they don't get enough time to really help people. And that's just a byproduct of our healthcare situation right now. So we have this massive chronic disease issue. And really what it would be is, you know, hey, we found out, you know, you're diabetic or you're pre-diabetic. Let's sit down and discuss what a healthy lifestyle looks like so that you cannot have this burden on you and your family with these medications and these doctor's visits and all of the negative health implications that are going to come for you over the next 20 years. Let's sit down and build out a blueprint of what type of exercise you should be looking for, what type of nutrition plan you should be following, what sort of lifestyle that you need to adopt. And the doctor, you know, really probably wants to sit down and have that conversation, but they can't because they just don't have enough time.
And so what they can do is prescribe the insulin, you know, prescribe the things that are going to help you. And they can maybe tell you, you need to start work. You need to start, you know, exercising. You need to start eating a little healthier and they can tell you those things. But then it, for most people, it stops there. And so we have to get to a point where we start that conversation. We start to move things upward so that people have an understanding of that plan and we get away from that kind of quick pill fix. And so what we want instead is we want to focus on what are the choices? What are the compound decisions that we make every day? The little things, right? If we sit up on our phone until we go to bed at night and every hour, every, every night we lose a half hour or 45 minutes of sleep. The first thing we do, we wake up in the morning, we grab our phone and we go right into work and we start answering emails and, you know, we lose a little bit of those positive health things that might have a major implication on our happiness for the rest of the day. And right there, that compound decision made every day, day over day, over 10 years, 3,650 days, that is a major habit that is going to steal sleep from you. It's going to steal happiness from you. It's going to steal health from you. It's taking away opportunities. And that compounded over time is going to have a major negative effect on everything, on weight, health, blood tests, fitness, performance, everything, right? So those little implications of understanding that everything is a part of the process, Every choice, every decision is an opportunity to get better or an opportunity to stay the same or get worse, which I look at as the same thing. If you're staying the same, you're basically getting worse. So as we start looking at this, um, the last thing that we want to do in the beginner stage is start to begin our language building opportunities for reframing. So opportunity is a big word, right? Um, that's something that is a process of beginner reframing is looking at everything as an opportunity rather than looking at things as an obligation or, you know, oh, I have to go get my workout today. It's so much more of I'm so excited at the opportunity for my, for this workout today because I'm not good at this thing. And I know that that leaves a lot of low hanging fruit for me to improve on. That's free strength. That's free cardio. That's stuff that I know that I'm going to have an opportunity to get better at. And that is super low hanging fruit to make me better internally and to make me a stronger mental person. Right. So that reframing language is super important. And we have to start filling our head with more reframing language, more situations, more things that require us to struggle so that we have to reframe it. So let's say like I program, you know, the the hardest, most mentally challenging workout in the world. It's like, um, you know, airdyne sprints and sled pushes and, you know, I don't know, like a bunch of heavy front squats or something or heavy thrusters. Right. So we program that as a workout and immediately in your head, you, you have the opportunity to be like, oh, gosh, like that's that's really hard. I hate sled pushes. I'm terrible at the echo bikes. I'm just not going to come today. And you can see how right there, because we did not have the right language, because in our heads, we allowed the weakness, the the sort of end game focus of the outcome, rather than sticking to the reframing process of the opportunity, then we lose, right? We get weaker, we get worse because of that. So we have to always be working on building our reframing language and we have to constantly be hearing all day, every day, that reframing process. It's super, super important for us to hear thousands and thousands of iterations of other people and other opportunities for reframing. How do people reframe? 
So this is the beginner stage. So Daily Stoic and Justin Sua are two great resources. Daily Stoic is maybe a two to five minute read every day. Justin Sua is a two to five minute podcast every day. We're talking about maybe four to 10 minutes tops daily. And if you can't spend 10 minutes a day working on your own mental acuity, your own health and happiness, then you need to completely rethink your entire life because that is the easy, that is such a low bar, low barrier of entry. And my, I guarantee you that if you're sitting there and you're like, well, 10 minutes a day, like, I don't know if I'm going to do that. It's like, well, let's pull up your phone. Let's go to screen time and let's look at the apps that you spend way more than 10 minutes a day on. And so again, this goes back to our original conversation. If you have to be ready for it, and if you're not ready for it yet, then my guess is it's just a matter of time until you need need it in the future. Um, or you're just going to sort of resign yourself to living a life where maybe we take antidepressants or we're not going to be super you know, happy or we're frustrated all the time. We don't like our jobs. We bitch. We become a complainer. And that is a process then where I would tell you like, hey, let's start working on our reframing, right? That's how we fix this. So this is our beginner goals, right? And there's not necessarily a time or a place that I would say like you move from beginner to advanced, but once you start seeing intermediate, you guys will start to see sort of what that process will look like. So if we can commit to daily stoic, they do 365 days. So you can buy the book and you can just start and then start reading that every day. And then Justin Sua podcast, you know, shoot. And you can even just start on episode one. I think he's got 1200 episodes in right now. So you just start on episode one. Then next day you do episode two, so on and so forth. Okay. That's a great way to start. Now into intermediate zone. Okay. This is where a lot of people sit. Um, this is probably where the majority of you guys are right now. And this is the biggest thing. Uh, the biggest goal of this is to start recognizing when we are in a downward spiral. And a downward spiral is anytime that we start to get, you know, angry, frustrated, jealous, um, short-tempered, any of those things. When we feel that, having a very acute sense that you're starting to feel that way. Taking a moment, taking a breath to pause, relax for a second, and see if you can understand how you are complicit in your own frustration or anger or jealousy. What have you done? What are the choices that you have made? What are the things that you control that have led you to that situation to make you feel that certain way? And if you guys are, you know, if we take this to like a work setting, if you guys have a boss, right, and you're really frustrated at the way your boss is handling X and Y and Z, right? Let's say, you know, they're they're jumping all over you for some, you know, report that was late, whatever it might be. How can you reframe that frustration, that anger that you're feeling towards your boss and understand the decision or the choices that you made that led your boss to being mad or angry at you? And what could you have done differently? What are the choices and decisions that you could have done better or that you could have done differently to have a different outcome so that your boss and you weren't at odds, right? And understanding that and taking the control, taking the ownership of those things is a huge component to mindset development anyway. And understanding that the only things that you can control are your own choices and decision-making processes, and so we have to recognize when we're in a downward spiral that we are complicit in that downward spiral because it's your life, which means that you are complicit in it in some way. And then you have to start addressing the fact that you made a choice or a series of choices that led to that downward spiral. 
and you have to start working on correcting them. So that might just be like, I, I took the job, right? Or I don't communicate effectively with my bosses, or I don't communicate effectively with the other people at work, or, you know, whatever it, the issue might be, but taking accountability for it on your own. The second is addressing those downward spirals within a systematic framework. So a little bit of what we were talking about there, but taking some time out every day to pay attention to where you're at mentally. And this is where, you know, meditation can come in is really what I think of as meditation is we take dedicated time. We take dedicated effort and energy in some sort of daily routine so that we can be in tune with those downward spirals, our own attitude, our own frustrations, our own anger, so that we take those moments and then we can start to reframe them. But we do that systematically. We do that as a part of a process. We do that with something that is organized daily or you know multiple times a week where we can count on that to help us. That's, that's a big difference there. So this is where intermediate starts to really come in. And that's a, that's a challenging goal for people to meet those first two. Building the habit, right, is, again, staying consistent with the reading, the podcasts, the things that we are, you know, listening to, the input that we are taking, but also staying consistent with our output as well. And then the biggest one, this is the output, is practicing the language with other people. So again, when you teach, you will have a higher level of compliance, you will have a higher level of consistency, and you will understand the topic better. You'll have better retention of information. So one of the best ways, if you guys have never done this before, one of the best ways to see if you understand or understood a podcast or a book is immediately when you're done, start talking about it with other people. Start teaching other people what it's about. And if you guys have like ever seen like a, you know, a bunch of shows, let's say you guys have like a Netflix show that you really, really like and you're trying to recommend it to somebody and it's like, okay, how, how well can you sell this? How quickly can you create a synopsis of, you know, what the show is about? And as soon as you are able to do that and the better you're able to retain the information, the better you're able to sell it to that person, the more you understood what you watched. Right. And it's pretty easy with like a Netflix show or movie. Um, but when you start talking about maybe more complex subjects like meditations or some of the focus three information or some of those things, some of that stuff might be a little bit harder for you to teach others and to help them implement. Okay. So our resources for this are the big three. So Ryan Holiday's book, highly recommend those. Um, you know, these are both reads and rereads. So Ego is the Enemy, Stillness is the Key, Obstacle is the Way, uh, three fantastic books. And each one really, I think, kind of touches and discusses a little bit of different, um, you know, downward spirals that, that people frequently fall into and then how to address those and why to address those. He's just a really good author. He makes the reads pretty easy. Never heard somebody read those and not have glowing reviews and feel like it was a major positive benefit in their life. So I highly recommend there. Uh, he also has a podcast and YouTube channel, which are both pretty good. Focus three guys. I really like Tim Kite. Um, and then he was working with Ohio State's football team and Urban Meyer who wrote Above the Line. And so uh, a lot of the language from Above the Line was my that was actually this was my initial foray. So this was my my beginner was reading Above the Line was like the very first step that I took sort of in this journey years ago. And uh, the focus three guys are going to have a lot of the same language. Um, and so, you know, this is the beast 
BCD, Blame, Complain, Defend group. And these are the guys who really sort of tried to, you know, create a language around mindset development training. And so, uh, so really, really good stuff. And I, I enjoy it. They're very easy to listen to. I've found uh, some of their initial podcasts are maybe better. I haven't listened to it a lot recently. I really enjoyed some of their initial podcasts, but really, really good stuff there. Um, Atomic Habits is another one that I didn't put on here. Um, I don't know why I put resources as beginner habits. Maybe I meant atomic habits on that one. Um, oh yeah, sorry. Uh, the intermediate one is still maintaining uh, the actual these ones. So the Daily Stoic and, and Justin Sua. So making sure that you maintain those beginner habits as well um, and continue to kind of work through those. And then as we move into our advanced, really the advanced is um, not only recognition of our downward spirals, but quickly reversing course. So that means that we're able to have like the worst morning of all time. But in our system at noon every day, we have a 20 or 30 minute meditation practice. And coming out of that meditation practice, you can completely turn your entire day around and turn it into a positive situation and take action in the afternoon on the things or the decisions that choices that you made that led to that downward spiral and start to fix things. So not only do you not linger in anger and frustration, not only do you never slip into blaming and complaining and defending people, but you quickly reverse the trends and you immediately work to solutions. And so because your processes are so strong, you don't linger in these negative mindset spaces. Rather, you quickly adjust course into making it into a huge positive. And that's like the ultimate goal. That's what we're trying to work on here generally is conflict resolution within our lives. And so from a family perspective, like you and your family are always dialed in. You're always connecting well. You're always on the same page. And if you're not, you quickly reverse course there. It's not something that lingers for weeks or months, not something that we let go down the path of permanent damage. There is no coming back from those things. Um, consistency in our mood and attitude. And this is again, the same thing is we don't linger too far in those negative spaces. And we're always very even keel. And then as we start moving into this advanced stage, you should be helping the other people in your life. So when we're talking about families, if you are constantly reversing downward trends, you're constantly working to solutions based problems with your family and you are, you know, dialing in the same language you are already sort of mentoring and advising people by proxy, right? Just their proximity to you is already going to be sort of a mentorship and advisement. Now, the other piece of this too is to start looking at maybe coworkers or people in your maybe just slightly extended range who are struggling for whatever reason, right? Maybe they're you know, maybe they're going through a breakup or a divorce. Maybe they're, you know, they have a bunch of small kids and they're struggling a little bit with sort of their identity in and around that. Um, maybe they're just, they've been not taking care of themselves and they're starting to struggle physically and mentally. This is where, you know, starting to have some deeper level conversations and helping that person reframe and work on their language. This is where your impact can start to become larger. So again, I always like to think about stuff. It's like, it's not really about like, it's it's not always about us. It, it is about us to a point. And like what I kind of always told people is like, 
if fitness is just about getting a six pack to you, I can tell you that once you get a six pack, like it's okay. Like what else? Right. And what I've found is it's a lot more fun to help other people get six packs. It's a lot more fun to show other people the ways that you can do this to start to achieve these other goals that they have. And when you do that, you get to share in some of those really fun and exciting, you know, goal setting times with other people. And then you build and grow a tighter bond with those people. And that makes your life very fulfilling. If the stuff is just about you and your own place, it does have to start there because you can't be, let's just, you can't just be a train wreck of emotions and be mentoring people. That doesn't really work. And so we sort of have to start working on old number one first, but then once we've got old number one sort of figured out, then we want to start working on helping other people, you know, adopt some of those same practices that we found beneficial in our lives. And then a ready state of reframing. So reframing should happen almost subconsciously here, right? So it just is your when you hear input, it is automatically reframed before it like becomes output or before it even affects you. And that's again, these are like the advances. This is like you're you're a stoic, for lack of a better way to put it. Our resources here, you want to be able to you know, make sure that you're through the intermediate and beginner stuff. You can start reading Meditations by Marcus Aurelius and start reading some of the more classic Stoic uh, original readings. So not reading through the lens of Ryan Holiday, but actually reading the original source work of where he found his information. I find Naval Ravikant very um, enticing in his philosophies also. Now, he does have sort of a, a tech bias. That's the world. He's sort of a tech finance guy. And so he's interesting to listen to. But I do think that he still puts it through the lens of, you know, you have to be dialed in first. And now he's started to try to pair, um, you know, he's, he's a, a multimillionaire. He's, you know, just basically committed his life, I think, to helping other people sort of see some of the systemic issues that are facing, you know, our communities and ourselves mentally and where those breakdowns tend to come in. I also think you can replace Daily Stoic because at this point, you're probably deeper than a year into it with something like Tribe of Mentors or Tools of Titans and start to look at that sort of being your daily read or something, uh, something again, I, I like these daily readers, daily listeners, um, things that are, you know, just quick little quick hits to keep us in the right frame of mind all day long. And so that's sort of our advanced uh, piece. And these, this is just sort of a, a very generalistic, very open framework. And what I find is just like health and fitness, you're going to ebb and flow and being really dialed in with some of these things. And when you're ebbing, right, when you're, when you're really, really, really dialed in and when you're moving the right direction, I should say when you're flowing, I actually don't know. Yeah. Ebb's bad. Flow's good. Um, I'm pretty sure my mind's this not in a good mental place in that. Um, so when you're, when you're in that good stage, you just want to make sure that those are the days and the moments where you're really trying to adopt these processes as habits, right? And you're starting to actually think about maybe even writing down your framework. What is really working for you when you're in a great mind space? What are things that you have done with who are people that you've been around and spent time around and how have those people positively or negatively impacted that same thing? Then when we find ourselves in situations where we're not working on our mindset a lot or where we find ourselves being more negative or we're blaming and complaining or we're defending all the time. 
And who are you spending time around? And how are those people influencing you? And who do you need to spend more time around? And what things do you need to spend more time doing? And so, you know, this is the big thing for us is as you guys are kind of coming in and going through this journey, I want you guys to really just develop a keen sense of some of these, you know, general pieces of awareness and being very in tune with what are things that put me in positive places and what are things that put me in negative places. And then if you guys are just still in that beginner stage, really start thinking about where where am I with these goals, right? Do I still have negative self-talk? You know, am I actually focused on the process or am I focused on some outcome? Am I focused on, you know, am I still focused on weight on a scale or, you know, some PR numbers or am I just focused on the process that's going to get me there? Right. I know that if I'm, you know, let's say I want to PR my front squat. It's like, okay, well, that's a that's a relatively simple goal. And then I just need to know what is the process that's going to get me there. Well, I need to front squat pretty consistently, one to two times a week heavy. I need to do the accessory work that needs to build up the individual muscles that maybe I'm weak on. So maybe that's a bunch of core training. Maybe that's single leg work. Maybe that's mobility in my ankles, whatever it might be, right? So I need to spend time doing those things. I need to eat to gain weight and gain muscle and build strength. So I need to sleep to recover. You know, I need to have these processes dialed in. And that's where my focus needs to be because those are things that are actual decisions. Those decisions are only going to compound into the positive where I do pee on my front squat or those decisions are going to be failures and they will compound into me being plateaued and not making that development. And that's the only place to focus. If I sit there and just focus on like, I got to get a 420 front squat. I got to get a 420 front squat. I got to get a 420 front squat and 420. And that's it. That's it. That's it. And I don't focus on the processes that are going to get me there. Then I'm just going to end up in this world of being disappointed and not knowing why. And then blaming a bunch of crap that really didn't matter and complaining about it and not actually focused on the processes that is going to actually get me where I want to be. So those are sort of some of the things that we can build and gain through mindset development. Um, Just go back real quick to the pyramid to wrap things up today, guys. Um, You know, the mental state that we are in is going to set the tone for everything else that we do. It's going to set the tone for all of our relationships. It's going to set the tone for us, us at work. And I can guarantee you the stuff that comes from this is so positive. You're going to get promoted at work. You're going to find love in your life. You're going to have more connectivity with your husband, your wife, your kids. You're going to be more dialed in, you know, when it comes to just mentoring people and coaching others in your life. People are going to look and aspire to be with you more. Those are all things that are going to come from being in a better positive mental place. And then the converse is true. People won't want to be around you when you're doing nothing but complaining all the time. You're doing nothing but bitching and blaming other people. Nobody's going to want to be around you. Nobody's going to aspire to be there. And you're not going to achieve the things you want to in work with your family, with your relationships. And you're going to go down, again, those downward spirals. So we have to start developing a process to that mental development. And I hope that this has given you guys a little bit of a framework. If you guys are listening to this on a podcast, I do have these written out on the video, which is on YouTube and on Facebook as well. And, you know, if you guys haven't yet, you can subscribe to us on, on YouTube. It always is going to give you alerts when we put out videos like this. And sometimes I put up stuff there that I'm not putting out on social media. Um, so if you guys are interested in this stuff, make sure that you guys are dialing that stuff in. But check out the actual physical resources if you want to on the video. I have all of them written out on the slides so that you guys can see those and uh, refer back to those. So, um, 
Yeah, and and there we go. So Daniel just said, so he's sort of in that boat where he's lost his way a little bit, and this happens all the time. I mean, nobody is immune to this, right? So this this happens to me all the time, and I'll have days and weeks where I love to read a lot, and then I'll have months where I'm just like, I don't want to read. Like I'll listen to podcasts, I'll listen to audiobooks, but I'm just out on reading for a little bit, or I'll have months where I've just inputted so much where I have this like overload in my head, and it's got to be more output. So I'll maybe go to breakfast, or I'll get coffee with more people. Or I'll exchange emails or pick up the phone. I've been, you know, talk to Tom a bunch, uh, talk to different people in my life who are, you know, also trying to work on some of those things. And I know that they are going to be a positive, worthwhile frame, you know, reframer in my head. And they're going to have those conversations with me where I can, you know, have some of that output and I can work on developing my own thought processes and taking all that input that I had and turning it into something great. So I hope you guys have a fantastic day. Have a great Sunday. Go Browns. Hope we get a W against the uh, Buckeyes of the NFL, the Washington football team. And uh, let's have a great week. See you guys.